Hey Lauren, I've got donuts and I'm ready to start a show. Our guest has yet to arrive, but I'm excited. We've got Todd Zapolsky coming in and he is the man behind Zapolsky Real Estate who's developing First Street Napa, the Archer Hotel, all the shops. So a lot happening downtown with him and I can't wait to find out a little bit about that but uh, also quite a bit about who he is. We hear about the project quite often, but we don't really know about the man behind it. So excited about that. Does he like donuts? I don't know. We're going to find out. In the meantime, we invite you to join Judd and his family's winery on the south end of Silverado Trail, Judd's Hill Winery, located at 2332 Silverado Trail here in Napa Valley, California, USA. Visiting information is available at www.judshill.com. That's right. Thanks, Lauren. And while you're online at that website, you can check out some of our fun videos. You can see our events that are coming up. And you can even put a little wine in your shopping cart. Uh, we've got all kinds of varieties. It's all small production, handcrafted wine. And I think, what do you say, Lauren? A little, little deal for our listeners? Just for being an avid listener, type in coupon code JNVS, all in lowercase letters, please, and you'll get 15% off your entire wine order. Good deal. I bet we can do better. You can join the Judd's Hill Wine Club anytime, day or night, whether it be 4 o'clock in the afternoon or, heck, even at 1 o'clock in the morning. That's true. You will get a good deal on the wine, and it's free to join. You can join online, or you can call us at 707 707- 255-2332 extension 3 the website is judshill.com I think you may have mentioned that and what else can I say if you're a member of the wine club you get a great price on the wine you get guaranteed bottles of our wine that's a good thing since we don't make that much of each particular variety and you get invitations to fun events and parties and cool things so I totally recommend it well that's great Judd now what do you say we kick the new year off with a bang let's do it on with the show Everyone's a Finkel friend on Judd's Napa Valley Show. Get ready for another heap full of fascinating things to know from witty and intriguing people on Judd's Napa Valley Show. No stale script and no rehearsing, live from a Napa studio. You may be that intriguing person on Judd's Napa Valley Show. On Judd's Napa Valley Show. Judd's Napa. Judd's Napa Valley, Judd's Napa Valley Show. A New Year's resolution is something that goes in one year and out the other. And now, live from the 1440 KVON studios at Broadcast Park in the beautiful Napa Valley, it's Judd's Napa Valley Show. I'm Lauren Mole, and here's your host... John Fingelstein. Good morning, Lauren Mull. That was a great introduction. <laughs> happy New Year. Well, Happy New Year, John. In one year, out the other. I like that, like most resolutions. That's exactly. good. How have I never heard that corny pun before? Leave it to you to bring something new, funny, and corny into my life. Thank you, sir. Well, you're quite welcome. The New Year is off to a good start now. It is, and it's good to have you back live. Yeah, yeah. We took a uh, couple of weeks off, and here we are. Did you do anything fun and exciting? Well, I had the uh, I had the family over for Christmas. Yeah. Any interesting stories about that? Any craziness? Uh, oh no! No grandparents got run over by reindeer or anything Absolutely like that. Absolutely not. Okay. Not uncles either. Okay, <laughs> that's good. Uh, so a nice time and a good uh, New Year. Wonderful time. Anything kooky happen? Uh, well, I we went out to dinner. Well, I went out to dinner with my parents uh, on New Year's Eve. Yeah, yeah. Somewhere good. You've... I did. 
Have a little little champagne or a little no, uh, no, no champagne. No. no. Uh, and then uh, and then I stayed up to watch uh, Rock and New Year's Eve, uh, and the countdowns both in Times Square and in New Orleans. Ooh, that must have been something. Years ago, I, I don't think I could handle the Times Square thing because years ago I was in New Orleans on New Year's Eve. This is like more than twenty years ago at this point. So I was of an age where most people would think it would be fun to be in the center of everything that's happening, and it's totally crowded and raucous and nuts, and I. I couldn't take it. That's when I really realized I'm not a um, crowd person. I, I, I like I like it a little quieter. It was so crowded in, on Bourbon Street for New Year's Eve. Uh, you couldn't move. You, you had to like kind of jump in and go with the tide. And, and someone lost his dinner right next to my shoes, and I couldn't get away from it because it was so crowded. <laughs> like, enough of this. But sitting in the comfort of your own home watching the ball drop, I'll bet that was fun. It's always fun. <laughs> You're always up for it, man. That's what I appreciate I about you, Lauren Mole. Oh, that's nice of you. Yeah. Uh, plus, I've also been working a lot at uh, at Dob Hill. Have your hours been extended? Uh, I think they might have been. You might have been. Okay, yeah. so folks can go to Knob Hill and uh, have the most courteous courtesy clerk in the world, Lauren Mole, help you with your uh, groceries. They'll help you out. You'll point folks in the right direction. I have utilized that service many a time. I'll walk in and say, Lauren, excuse me, where's the cream soda? Or where's the cream cheese? Or where's the cream? Why is it about cream? I don't know. I don't know. Any, I don't know. Or, or in April, I say, where are the Cadbury cream eggs? Anyway, I'm sorry. We're getting off on a tangent. And uh, something else that I'd like to What's plug that? myself, Jen. Yeah. Uh, this coming... Uh, Saturday, January 20th, I'm going to go see the acapella extravaganza at, uh, at Lincoln Theater. Well, that'll be fun. Are, well, you're going to see it. You're not singing in it. No, I'm not singing it. I'm just uh, going to see it, be in the audience. Well, that sounds fun. Are, do you have any singing gigs coming up? Uh, well, one of which I know, of course, is in March, uh, where the Everybody is a Star Foundation is honored to sing the Star Spangled Banner for the NBA champion Golden State Warriors. No kidding. That's going to be fantastic. It is. But, Our uh, guest, who we have yet to introduce, but he's welcome to pipe in any time, is a huge basketball fan. I know ah! Attends the Warriors games. Maybe he'll see you there. What's the date one more time? Uh, actually, we haven't been given a specific day yet. We haven't, so you don't have the date. Well, All right. I'll keep we'll you posted. We'll stay tuned. We'll stay tuned. Right. And speaking of acapella music, Jed. Yeah. You know, in the almost five years that we've been doing this show together, yeah. we have never had an acapella cover of our theme song. You want to give it a shot right now? We have three people in the studio. We've got three-part harmony. You know, let's work it up. We'll work it up. We'll, we'll come back to that. Yeah, sure. So, uh, so what's been good going idea. on with you, Jed? Things are good. Great uh, holidays. Great kickoff to 2018 very uh optimistic this is going to be a wonderful year for for all we've got something fun coming up at the winery next month it's our annual valentine's day wine club pickup party it's open to anybody if you're a wine club member of course it's free to get in and uh, that's february 11th sunday february 11th from noon to 2 30 all kinds of fun i don't want to waste too much time not that it's a waste but uh, you can look on our website judshill.com Click on events and you'll see all the details. Really a good time, guaranteed. And then, of course, our Mississippi River Cruise, April 15th through 23rd, goes from New Orleans, the aforementioned great town of New Orleans, up to Memphis on a luxury paddle wheeler. And that is going to be a good time, guaranteed. Also, details available, judshill.com. Click on events. Guaranteed good fun. Well, that sounds great. We've got... Quite a guest with much to talk about beyond basketball, although we might get to basketball as well. Would you please introduce this person? Sure, Judd. Thank you. Downtown was once a black hole. Gee, but now there's action, or my name's not Lauren Mole. See? 
Our guest is the main dude and the subject of this prelude. He's putting it all together. Todd Zapolsky. Todd Zapolsky. Good morning. The Z Monster. (laughs) Dr. Z. Tonight's show has nothing on you guys. Dawn of the Zed. Here he is, the Z Man. Uh, Thank you. That's awfully nice of you to say. Todd Zapolsky, of course, um, if you're hearing the sound of my voice, most likely you know this name. Uh, You've read about him. You've heard interviews. Uh, He is the man. Shall I let you? I can let you. I'm going to let you tell the story. But you're the guy who is is right now the heart and soul of downtown, building it up. Years ago, when you took over the what was it even called back then? It was the town town center center in downtown First Street there, which was a bit of a ghost town, as Lauren mentioned. You know, Napa was pinning all its hopes and dreams on you, and this was what about five, six years ago or so? No, No, exactly, No, no pressure whatsoever. But now it's it's. It's coming. I mean, the, the it's bearing fruit. Let's let's actually before we even get into that, let's tease the folks. Let's work up to that. What's happening in downtown? Uh, as I mentioned, folks have already been reading about this probably in the paper and heard you on various uh, interviews. But let's find out a little bit about you, the man behind downtown's renaissance, Todd Zapolsky. Who are you? No, no. Oh, go ahead. You can answer that. I was, I wish, wish I was being corny, but no, if you but, want to answer that, go no, ahead. But before I get into that, Judd, I want to just say it's, it's just not me that's doing this. We have a whole team of folks that uh, include Kelly Moore, Andrew Mazzotti, Nicole Murray, uh, and many other PJ Cosgrove, a bunch of folks that have been very uh, influential and part of this effort, along with uh, a lot of folks in the community that have done great things, whether it be Oxbow or Harry Price's projects. I mean, it's a coming together of a lot of things that have been happening in Napa for 15 years. We're just fortunate enough to have been able to put together what we really think is the heart of the downtown and the heart of really of Napa Valley uh, to do something very special. And over you know, a couple of years, we assembled full three blocks. So uh, it's big enough to make a true impact. And so just want to say it's, 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 uh, I'm fortunate enough to be able to lead some of this, but uh, there's a there's a huge team on our side as well as a lot of people in the community, along with the mayor and others in the public side that have really been influential to make this happen. Of course, and I understand that. And that's that's you know very fair of you to give credit out there. It seems as though your name lately over the past five or six years has what well, is Z? It's easy. You the know, one, <laughs> you know, it's, it's a it's a distinctive name. That's right. Now we're. We, we need to find out a little bit about who you are. You know, um, you are obviously at this point, um, you know, developing a big area of downtown Napa. And did you come from this? Is this your family business? Did you get no, into this no. later? Like, where, where do you come from? You're, 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 I, I know you, I know your, your allegiances are to Duke, but are yeah. you, you're not originally from North Carolina, are you? No, I mean, uh, in, in, in the South, uh, I, I'm called, uh, uh, because I, Came out of originally born in New York City, yeah, and grew up in Princeton, New Jersey. So, in the South, I'm not a Yankee. I'm a damn Yankee because oh, no. if you're if you're a Yankee that stays, you're a damn Yankee. <laughs> and so, uh, yeah, went to school at Duke and then stuck around North Carolina and started a, a, a real estate investment company, uh, really out of college. And uh, you know, it's better being dumb than to think through things about getting into these things. But it. it uh, it threw me into the the built environment at a very young age, and without you know knowing any more about uh, what I was doing, I sort of learned on the job as well as had some good folks I was able to bring into the program. So uh, 
you know, started there, and then uh, in the uh, late 80s, uh, I was introduced to someone who uh, had, had bought a winery out here, and we, we were friends and then created a company together in the late 90s, which took me out here in 1999. And so I've been in, in both coasts, uh, East Coast with our office in Durham, North Carolina, and our office here in Napa uh, since 99. So I've watched a lot of change and, uh, you know, through this market, throughout the Bay Area, San Francisco, out here, uh, along with keeping a foot on the East Coast. What was it that really inspired you to make that first step into real estate and development? Uh, you know, it's just falling into it. Uh, Is that right? li- literally, I came, I was out of college and uh, I decided I was going to go to law school. That was a thought, right? Ah. And I screwed around with and played around with politics when I was young and enjoyed some of some of the aspects of that and uh, thought that I'd do the natural movement, which is go to college, go to law school, and then become, you know, involved in that world. Like to actually become a candidate for some position? I don't know. Uh, it was more just, uh, you know, I was fortunate to do it at a point when you're young and you're sort of idealistic that I saw I thought the best part of politics and public service. What was that? I could use that ray of optimism right now. (laughs) So what what was it that you saw as a young man that said? It it was say maybe more innocent times. You know, it it was, you know, I I was able to get to know and and be involved with people from the city council right up to the presidential uh, uh, election and see folks really as they are and Mm. see them upset, see them deal with their family, uh, be people. And, you know, that's something that even in our current climate, we understand that all these folks are people and they all get up and have to deal with issues like we do. And, uh, and most of which uh, I was fortunate, they were, they were good people. They were people that really cared and they did this because they wanted to make a difference or help. There were a few that uh, I got to know that unfortunately uh, went astray and wound up uh, leaving office for not the best reasons. Oh. Uh, you know, you imagine New Jersey politics is interesting. <laughs> um, I can only imagine. But even though, one of which was caught up in what was called abscam, oh, uh, yeah. the big uh, 80s uh, uh, sting that a movie was made about. Uh, yeah, I knew the, the the U.S. senator and a congressman that were caught in that. And, oh, and, really? And the congressman was actually a really good guy. And it was it, if you heard the story and understood what happened, you know, it doesn't make it right. But I think he was really caught and not intentionally involved in the situation. So anyway, mm-hmm. it, it, makes, it makes you think through it that, uh, you know, the people who, who serve, most of which are doing it really for the right reasons. And unfortunately, there are a few, few folks that, uh, you know, are, are not uh, what we'd hope. So. Yeah, yeah. In the 70s, you got involved with uh, the Carter campaign. Yeah, and you know, for those listening, I'm I'm not 90 years old, but uh, <laughs> uh, you know, and I'm looking at you. You don't look old <laughs> enough to have been a part of that, but yeah, I did it pretty early. Uh, you know, I uh, was was fortunate to uh, again been interested as a kid from age really eight. We had a neighbor who was a former governor who ran again, and I was oh. his name was Robert Miner, and I was head of Miner Miney. Minor, minor, mighty miners. Uh, <laughs> wait, wait. Say that. Miners, mighty miners. Can you do uh, that one, Lauren? Yeah. I, I don't think I can. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Say it ten times fast, yeah. especially in the morning. All right. <laughs> but he uh, – so I got involved with Carter because I was uh, saw him in uh, 1975 when he was Jimmy Who. Uh, he came to uh, – As in Jimmy Who? Jimmy Who. Uh, yeah. And those around maybe remember all that. 
But he was he was absolutely not a known commodity. He was a governor of Georgia, mm-hmm. and he came to speak uh, at the, at Princeton University, and they had a series of you know talks. And uh, some friends and I went to that just to see who this person was. We heard a little bit about him, and he came uh, with the then governor Brendan Byrne of New Jersey, and they came to the door, and we happened to be standing outside, and so I opened the door, uh, and as he came in, he stopped went around the door to, to shake my hand. And oh. I, you know, I, it just went, huh, this guy, you know. And we went in and listened to his speech, and he was at that point, you know, saying the things that we'd hoped someone would say. And uh, he also came with a fresh uh, approach from the New South. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, Carter was a guy who really, I think, was uh, instrumental in a lot of positive change for the old uh, mores of the South and uh, represented the future in, in an interesting new way from coming off of the Nixon Ford uh, years. So uh, I was, uh, you know, impressed and then wound up uh, reaching out to the, their campaign and, and Hamilton Jordan, who became known as a close car person, called me and said, you know, would you help us out? So I started then and uh, really postponed going to college to finish up oh. in the uh, in the fall in the presidential campaign and had the benefit of being uh, at the convention and was with some of the, the people very close to the campaign when Carter was nominated and they were in tears about it, someone from the South, from Georgia being nominated and was there when Martin Luther King Sr. stopped everyone on the floor of the convention with his powerful speech. Uh, and if, if I could stop you yeah. about that, because I've heard this was quite powerful and I've unfortunately I didn't have a chance to, I don't know it, and I didn't have a chance to take a look. Do you have a, a little snippet from your memory that really hit you or maybe yeah, the mean, theme of it? You know, clearly his son and the family, you know, have, have been very important to the history of this country. Sure. And he was a burly guy with a deep voice and mm-hmm. certainly you know, a, a minister, so he had that. But the you know conventions, all conventions, are just a mess because if you go – people speaking, everyone's talking, everyone's moving around, uh, you know – they're they're all they're not paying attention. Mm-hmm. I mean, rarely, unless you have the the keynote speech by the candidate or whatever, you, you just it's, it's just a mayhem on the floor. Okay. And uh, this was the you know, closing night of the convention, and uh, you know everyone was having a good time, everyone was talking. He got up and said a few words, and everyone stood still. Really, and he it commanded was a, that room. It was a very powerful moment when someone could could link history the way he did. And talk at a very tough time in in the country's history about key issues, and command that attention. Mm-hmm. So it, it it was very impressive. Wow! Yeah, I will have to go find. Uh, I mean, it must be out there somewhere. Yeah, I'm sure like YouTube, YouTube or, whatever, or something. Yeah. I, I would love to see that. You can play okay. it on your show next time. You know? Maybe we will. We'll have you back, and we can do a running commentary. Yeah, yeah. So you're there. The excitement. You postpone college. This is obviously very important to you. This life of politics and doing something positive. How do you see that now in what you're currently doing? Because I think there's a corollary. It's linked, yeah. I mean, yeah. You, you, often people have come to me over the many years, too many years now, but, uh, you know, so how, do I, how do I get into real estate development or investment? And, you know, we are now in, in, a, in a world where, where, you know, technology, education, someone can do so many things. And in our business, the real estate business has become more that way. But it's still a people business and still also trying to understand – Communities, uh, you know, needs, uh, 
how to address things in, in hopefully a positive way. And we try to do that. I've tried to do that my whole real estate career, uh, work on projects, do things that I think are lasting and, and can be supportive. Uh, not everyone's going to be happy about change. You no, know, that's inevitable. And, and, and you know, any any time you paint something, you know, you make any kind of change, even your yeah, home. Sure. I mean, someone's go, oh gosh, I really liked it before, or why they do that. But eventually, I think most people, the, the overwhelming majority, will come around and say, boy, you know, that really did add value. That made something difference. And you know, we're certainly tackling that in, in Napa. Napa is, is a is a great community with a lot of, I think, openness and understanding of what can be done to, I say, improve, I hope, and maybe mm-hmm. change. But a lot of people are reluctant and saying, why did they do that? I liked it the way it was. So you're always trying to juggle that, and that's partly politics. And I suppose you just kind of answered to those people in your preface to what you just said, you know, why why you would do that. Um, and you've done the types of projects, developments uh, in North Carolina, other... Throughout the Southeast s- and the Bay spots. Area. We've been in San Francisco. Right. Uh, there. You know, we're... we're so our office in North Carolina, we handle currently South Carolina, Virginia, North Carolina. We've gone from Florida to Maryland. And that's helpful to have perspective uh, on other parts of the country as we look at different things. We don't, we don't have a myopic view. Right. Uh, but we're not trying to make any of these communities some other community. You have to start with a basis of what makes this area special and what, what people live here, what they want and then bring some other value to it through other experiences. Well, I'm glad to hear you say that, you know, taking the community's uh, culture into, you know, to mind when, when making it. Yeah, but that's always changing too. I mean, you know, it, it, the, the culture has a theme or you say there's a different parts of it, but, you know, every day new people are born and we change yeah. and we're, we're, you know, we're morphing whether we like it or not, all of us. I mean, it's all, you know, our, I'm sure your attitudes and, and approach to life has changed. Oh, without Since a doubt. you were in your 20s to your ripe age of 30 now. <laughs> Thank uh, you. You know, it, it changes. And so, yeah, there's a general theme and there's mm-hmm. a appreciation, but it, you know, it's not always the same. So why Napa? What attracted you to, to work here, to, you know, pick up uh, – what do you have? Three blocks now of First Street. We, we do, yeah. And and development. I mean, certainly, I. I mean, there's. I guess you could make an argument, but I, I would say there was a need for some change, quite a bit of change in that neighborhood to revitalize downtown. The center that was there. Not much was going on. Most of the stores were closed, so certainly that needed to happen. But what made you identify this area as a place that you wanted to do your work and you know saw the benefit not only to your own business but to the community as well yeah i mean those that are listening that've been in this community for you know a couple of decades will certainly appreciate and understand the history of particularly downtown uh in the valley i mean you can go through all the books that have been written or just the stories in the paper about what what the history of this valley is and it's gone through again many changes i mean you know it's it's it's, it's not what it was 50 years ago, by, by any means. Uh, even its business is different with the wine industry and the, certainly visitors and other things are going on are very different than they were. So, you know, we, I saw it changing, saw it becoming uh, a, an opportunity to take, take the city of Napa, which, uh, I, you know, I first came to, I think, in early 90s, you know, to be something that really was more representative of what Napa Valley is and, and is becoming. Uh, again, the back to the issue of what, how much do you 
change it, how much do you improve it, how much do you move it around. Mm-hmm. But I, I think, you know, there was a, a real jewel here. And like the McCullough's building, one of the things that we bought that's now part of the Archer, that was empty for 18 years, vacant. Just, just uh, you know, if you if you went in there, you would <laughs> you would glow when you came out. It was so bad condition and issues there. Mm. Uh, you know, certainly that's not something anyone wanted to see stay. And yeah. uh, it was time to put enough together that we could uh, reposition, you know, this part of the valley and make it special. You're working on it. I yeah, mean, we are. You, the big, big, well, I mean, <laughs> you've been working on it for some time. I can't yeah. even imagine what your life has been like over the past several years getting yeah, this we, going. Yeah, you know, we started really in, in when we bought the, the Napa Town Center in 2012, May, and we have dealt with earthquakes, uh, historic flooding, historic fires, uh, some other, other, other issues that, have, that are just out of our control. But, uh, you know, we're still standing. We're moving ahead. Archer opened uh, November 27th. Charlie Palmer Steak opened prior to that. Uh, Acos is there and doing great. Um, you know, Napa Valley Jewelers moving over to new space. He's very excited about. And, uh, you know, Compline opened uh, in October, and they're doing well. That's a, a restaurant with a heavy wine influence. Mm-hmm. Um, and now we're rolling out the retail. Retail will start coming in. We plan to do uh, a, a little opening uh, probably in a few weeks on one of one of the shops. Uh, it's sort of a pop-up until their permanent store Opens probably by certainly by April first. We have Overland uh, that moved from uh, Yachtville down to the the Bextoffer Building, uh, mm-hmm. the former Old Register Building. Uh, Brown uh, Family Wines is open. They opened almost, I guess, last fall upstairs, doing great as a wine tasting and visiting center. So you know we'll have forty five different tenants in the the Napa Center portion of the project. That will be retail, some restaurants, and so on. Uh, so that's a lot, and we're yeah. we're marching through that, and we have some great people lined up to come in as we go to the spring and summer uh, season, and uh, look to to make it very vibrant. No, it's very well. That's exactly the right word, vibrant, and it already is. I think with the Archer there and the Charlie Palmer Steak and Bar there in the lobby, it's uh, we popped in there maybe a few nights after you guys cut the ribbon. And it seemed like everybody who's anybody and even lots of folks who aren't anybody, whatever that means. It just seemed like everybody <laughs> was everybody. there, uh, <laughs> no matter no. who you were, if you were someone or no one. And I don't even know what I mean by that. It just means like every everybody was there Everybody's checking welcome. it out. Everybody uh, was excited yeah. to see what's going on, to sit in that bar, have a drink, have a meal, uh, look at the beautiful – that relief map yeah. that you have of Napa Valley and, and, the, and the AVAs is yeah. incredible. Where did, where did that come from? Yeah, that that was LodgeWorks. Uh, the, the the owner and operator of the hotel came up with that. And, you know, my, my first reaction is, oh, this could be a little kitschy. You know, do we really want to – and uh, they did it and came up with a, a person who prepared it that I've been – Absolutely blown away by the range of folks who sit there and stare at that map. <laughs> I'm one of them. Uh, it's and you, you know, you're born, bred here, and grew up. And similarly, yeah. uh, the people who have lived here their whole life are as fascinated with that as the people who come here for the first time. Uh, you know, uh, a lot of people in, in the wine world, people that are you know local to downtown and, and stroll over and look at want to check out the Archer, they hang out and look at that map, and it's a lot of fun. But I want to go back to say, yeah, okay. it, it is, is the best thing I've seen for Palmer and the Archer is the range of people that are enjoying it. Mm. Uh, there are all types. And, you know, I really welcome your listeners, everyone. Uh, if nothing else, just come by. I mean, hopefully you'll, you want a reason to 
have a you know iced tea or drink or whatever you want to have. But just come come check it out. I think it'll surprise you uh, because we purposely designed it to be an experience when you walk in the door and not really understand it from the outside. The outside is all about the first street. It's all about the floor, the retail, the shops. Then you come into the lobby and then pop, you're into the hotel. And I wish I could have a photo of everyone's first time into the (laughs) lobby because they go, wow. And it's really uh, across the board, the people I have had reach out to me, all types, uh, saying, this is great. What can I do to help more? Because it's really, I think we we achieved our goal. That's great. I have brought visitors from out of town. You know, in the short time you've been open, I've already been in there a few times showing it off to friends uh, visiting. And I think this will help the listeners get an idea. When you said you wish you could have a photo. Well, driving down First Street, I think this was on night two after the hotel had opened. It was evening, kind of dusky, more dark than light. So the lights inside were on and very visible. And we, we drove slowly by on First Street, heading, uh, heading east. And uh, my 10-year-old from the car window looked into the lobby through the glass door there and said, it's so fancy. <laughs> and I said, yeah, Job well done. Yeah. <laughs> Goal achieved. Well, and, and, and I appreciate that, especially from, from Tulula. But, yeah. uh, you know, it, it, it's not so fancy that you can't no. walk in wearing or what you want. Wearing. And I was I mean, about to say that, too. Yeah. Don't let that scare yeah, it's you. Very it's very actually very welcoming. Uh, you know, at the Palmer Steakhouse, again, I've seen people, you know, really very, very casual dressed to people wearing, yeah. you know, very nice. So, it, it, it well, well, I mean, anyone can feel comfortable. That's great. All right, our guest is Todd Zapolsky. Do you have a title over there? I mean, I know you're the head of Zapolsky Real Estate, but do you have like a, you know, are you like the emperor of uh, downtowniness or yeah, you know, my, my the, the regal of First yeah. Street? Or we need to come up with a catchy uh, title for you. Yeah, the the issue a lot of my folks that in our company have had some have uh, is that I don't really believe in titles. Okay, uh, so you know, uh, you know, a managing partner, what do you want to call it? But uh, yeah, we, we we just sort of are a gang. Got it. All right. He's the gang leader of downtown, yeah. Todd Zapolsky. You're listening to Judd's Napa Valley Show. We'll be right back after these messages. Judd's Napa Valley Show. Every episode, a veritable cornucopia of Fingal fun. Does that without seeking? At 1440 on your AM dial in Northern California and streaming live around the world at KVON.com. Back to Judd's Napa Valley Show. With the world-famous ventriloquist, Lauren Mole. That's good, Lauren. How did you do that? We we, we were commenting. You made that first announcement without moving your lips. It was incredible. Todd Zapolsky is our guest. Again, we need to come up with a catchy. I know you're not into <laughs> titles. We need to come up with a catchy name for you, Mister Mister Groovy Downtown Dude. Uh, I don't know. We'll come up with something. Yeah, but when I, when I was in high school, Zap. That was Zap. Like, Zap is what I was known as. Zapol- yeah. Well, I got makes Zap. sense. Yeah. Can so, I, we'll just say Zap the Downtown. All right, man. Yeah. Zap Downtown yeah. is with us. He is the man behind First Street Napa. And by the way, I'd like to commend you. That that's that was really good. You took. First Street in Napa, and branded it as First Street Napa. Yeah, John, I mean, that, you know, they, it as simple as it was, it yeah. wasn't, wasn't easy to sort of agree on that. And I, I give credit to our partners, uh, uh, trademark property company that are based in, in actually in, in Texas, and that they really pushed that idea, which I, I uh, 
at first I went, how do we sort of claim that or do that? Uh, but what we did is, and before we went went, you know, public with the whole idea, we talked to a lot of not all the people up Oops. and down uh, First Street and said, hey, you know, we don't we don't want to claim we own all First Street. We're just trying to bring attention and make this a district that people get and know how to get to, understand. And they're all for it, people up in Oxbow and down the, down the way. So I think it makes all the sense in the world. I didn't mean if you thought I had a mocking tone in my no, voice. No, no, I, no. I I'm, think simp- <clears throat> what's the name of this show you're on right now? Yeah. Judd's Napa Valley Show. Yeah. Oh, what's that about? Yeah. Who hosts it? <laughs> you know, well, you key, thing, key thing for us, if you look at the properties around uh, you know the world from the country, I mean, you look at – Fourth Street in Berkeley, Third yeah. uh, Street Promenade in Santa Monica. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know they don't own all that, but it, it becomes known. So if if anyone who is coming from St. Helena or even other parts of, of the city, they uh, we're going to First Street. Mm-hmm. Everyone knows where that is, and then once they get to us or get, they may be at Bounty Hunter, you know, and and not be at First Street Napa per se. Our project. But they get it and they know where they are and I think we'll eventually have them come yeah, to us. Yeah, it's, it's part of the whole vibe down there. Uh, if folks would like to stay in the loop on what's happening down there, there's a website, firststreetnapa.com, and there's even a little uh, uh, spot you can put in your email if you want to get some updates about events. and yep, lots can be things. Happening. By the way, I looked at the event calendar of what uh, First Street Napa considers some of the important happenings in and around Napa over the year and uh, we didn't have your Valentine party I'm sorry you, no, well you didn't have that and I wasn't you know that that was okay you know that's um, we'll add that that's we'll all add. right uh, but I was really a bit miffed that uh, Yucapalooza was not on there if you could talk to somebody about <sighs> all right uh, Nicole if you're listening get that on there <laughs> which I know you have attended Absolutely. and, and yeah, have enjoyed in the great. past so I hope anyway you brought a little something here I think is worth mentioning and uh Looks like you have a little goodie maybe you're willing to give away to one lucky listener. Yeah, I, I'm not sure how this works, but uh, when, when it was suggested I bring I'm not something. Either, <laughs> I'm not sure it does work, but we're going to uh, you know, in, in, in sort of tying back to earlier conversation, uh, I have a uh, mint condition uh, a button from the Jimmy Carter campaign of 1976. And it's actually a, a button that was used uh, in the New York primary uh, in in the early part of the campaign, so it's got a photo of him. It says Jimmy Carter for president in '76. So real real deal. That is the real, honest to goodness thing. And it is it's not a safety button. There's actually a, a piece of the pin that pops out uh, to the side, so you know this is authentic uh, <laughs> '70s before whatever button regulations came into it was, effect. It was still not quite Jimmy Who, but it was, it was as he was still still running for president. And it's great. It's got a green background, white writing, and then his photo. Right on there, looking forward to the future. Yeah. So this authentic piece of presidential memorabilia, I'm, I'm impressed. That's, that's a pretty cool item. Dear listener, this can be yours if you are the first one to tweet. And uh, we do need to use uh, Twitter here. I'll, one day I'll come up with another system, but Twitter. Yeah, I, I said that Donald Trump can't get this. I said that's the only one. That whoever, if he comes in, <laughs> not his. If he tweets about it, we'll see. <laughs> Let's see. Be the first one to tweet with the hashtag JNVS, which Lauren knows very well stands for. Judd's Napa Valley Show. That's right. (laughs) And put at Judd's Hill so it it reaches me immediately. I will take this back to our lovely tasting room at Judd's Hill along the south end of Silverado Trail, and you can pick it up there. 
and it will fit into your button collection or collection of presidential memorabilia. And uh, speaking of which, Todd, that is something that you uh, are very into, presidential memorabilia. I've been in your office, and we've had a talk, and I've noticed you have photos of different presidents and items and uh, understand at your house. Also, you have uh, quite a collection. Well, yeah, uh, following well. the same thing. as said when I was a kid, being around all that, and then that uh, was, uh, you know, uh, one of the people I was involved with had a collection, uh, and I said, so that's fun. And so mm-hmm. I started picking up things for the, the candidates I campaigned for and then, you know, grew that into a hobby. And, you know, over the years I've fallen out of it and then get back to it. And it's like a lot of things we all have is something goes from your childhood that you enjoy mm-hmm. picking up every once in a while paying attention to. But there's also a great uh, level of certainly history and understanding uh, you know, this country going back to George Washington, who didn't run for president, but he had inaugural medals. Mm. So there, you know, every uh, campaign since since uh, Washington has had political memorabilia. So, and it capture, captures a time. Uh, you know, I have a Peter Max design George McGovern button, which, oh, wow. uh, you know, has very much that 70s sure. feel and look, which is uh, pretty fascinating. So you know it's a fun thing to do, and I you know I, I just pay attention, pick up stuff here and there, and it's not a very active thing for me at this point, but it's fun to have. And there are posters, and there's you know, different other items from different campaigns, and uh, you know there are a few like Theodore Roosevelt and some others that I really really enjoy. Yeah, if you're taking someone through, what are some items you you would point out that you think are kind of standouts? Yeah, I mean the, the, it really ranges, and some of it you have to be a bit of a political geek to to understand. <laughs> okay. I mean, you know, there are candidates that that I I would challenge. Maybe we'll tweet this out. Who can who can tell me who these people are? But there are different candidates who were nominated for president who you know have drifted into the history books. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you'd have to you know uh, James Cox, who was a, a governor of Ohio, uh, ran for president, and actually uh, Franklin Roosevelt was his his candidate for vice president. Oh, and so I don't have one of those buttons, but there is a, a Cox Roosevelt. They call it Jewgates, which is a two-picture button is called Jewgate. Um, you know, that is extremely rare and a very valuable piece. But, you know, most people say, who? They'll recognize Franklin Roosevelt, but they don't know right. Cox is. So it, you have to sort of walk through and explain to people. Uh, you know, I like a lot of the ones that have interesting design mm-hmm. uh, as ones that, that speak to what was going on at the time. Right. Um, you know, uh, it, 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 once you hear the story and those that, may have been around for some of these you'll say, oh yeah I forgot about that how uh, far back does your collection go I go back to, to Washington uh, you do yeah so wow. I don't have everyone since Washington but I've got a good share and so you know I've been doing this long enough and over the years found stuff so it's fun you looking to fill in the blanks of those that you don't uh... eventually it's not it's not I said it's something I don't have to I got you as I can there are like any any collectible, there are organizations, there are you know publications, there are auctions. Uh, you know anyone who's listening is interested. You know, uh, I I encourage them to look it up because it's it's fun and you you can find stuff that there are people specialize in just California, mm. uh, people that specialize in suffragette, you know, women's votes. Sure. Uh, you know, it's uh, all kinds of stuff that becomes um, addictive over time if you like doing that. Yeah, and a fun way to you know, learn a little bit of our history yeah, as well, I, find out who these folks are and what they did during yeah. their campaigns. And you know, I have three daughters, and, and it's been fun to show them uh, and, and get them in touch with history and why, you know, you know, whether you like or don't like the current administration, 
there is history. There's a reason why the presidency and the, and the political system is what it is. And there's, you know, there's been some really interesting things in the past regarding uh, our political history. Yeah, no doubt. Do any, do any of your kids uh, share your passion for no. politics? Or, <laughs> no, none of them. Okay. No, as, as my youngest daughter, Dylan, is yeah. a crazy basketball Well, she's fan. a basketball nut. Yeah. yeah, we know that. We see her around town, uh, never takes her uh, jersey off. Yeah. Dub, it's either Dubs or Duke Duke, yeah. Duke uh, jersey. Where does she get that from, Todd? I can't imagine. Uh, <laughs> yeah, no, we're, we're a pretty passionate family. My wife and I are... Our Duke people, and, and we're fortunate since uh, my time there. Uh, it's been a, a great program with Coach Shashevsky, who comes out every August to make a little plug for the uh, V Foundation Wine Celebration, which is the first weekend in August. Again, uh, love to have everyone uh, look it up. Uh, and it's a uh, event that raises uh, funds for cancer research. We're, we're having our 20th uh, anniversary year in August of this year. And uh, coming back are not only Coach K and his wife, but Lou Holtz, uh, Joe Theismann, uh, Scott Hamilton, and Robin Roberts uh, are all going to be hosting this year. And it's open to the public. Uh, we have a series of events. The one that I would really recommend writing your calendar now is that Saturday, which is August 5th, 6th, whatever it is. It is a totally free, open to the community uh, cancer symposium mm. in Yonville. Uh, I think it starts at 9 a.m., but you do not need to pay. You don't. The, the, the best and the brightest in cancer research speak and talk about current uh, advancements and challenges in cancer. And so I really, again, well worthwhile for anyone who's dealing with it, knows someone dealing with it, or just wants to be aware. I think that's great. Now, you as the chairman of the board of the V Foundation, v Foundation support organization called uh, Don't Ever Give Up, can you give me just a quick overview of what the V Foundation does yeah. regarding cancer? No, I, I got hooked on this uh, with the original founders of the Wine Celebration, uh, Julie Allegro and her uh, husband, Andrew. Uh, you know, when I was a partner, for, for a while I was a partner in Girard Winery uh, many years ago, and, and through that, and then another one, I was asked to be uh, a supporter of the Wine Celebration. And, and as soon as I was, I re- recognized it. So just a great organization. So then I wound up on the Wine Celebration Board, and then from there, the uh, Don't Ever Give Up was created, which is a national support organization to the V Foundation Primary Board to uh, oversee and run all the events throughout the country. So it's a great privilege to serve uh, with some wonderful other board members to do what we can to raise money. Uh, We have a Virginia Vines event in in, uh, Charlottesville, Virginia, uh, that's now moved to Middleburg, Virginia. Uh, and then we have uh, uh, a uh, event in in, uh, in Florida. We do we're doing a ride in North Carolina. We have the ESPYS and the wine celebration here it's in Napa. No, thank you very much. You know, I always say if you're going to be part of the community, be part of the community. So you're you're doing good there. You're also the incoming president of the Ole Health Foundation. So. Thank you for that as well. You are very involved in many aspects of our community. You're very visible. Something I know you do many interviews. You're in the paper often. Um, I don't know if anybody has ever asked you this. So <laughs> I, yeah, I know, I know, I know. And just if, if I was, what, a, if what I was a tree, what tree I, would I? No, be? no, no, no. <laughs> and I, I do hope you'll be honest. If yeah. you don't feel like you want to answer this, that's fine too. But Todd, um, boy, how do I just say this? And I know folks are listening, so I want to be very careful how I phrase this. Do you go nuts for donuts? <laughs> go nuts for donuts. Yeah. 
Do you like, do, do you like donuts? Uh, my daughter does. Uh, okay, then here's what we're going to do. Here's what we're going to do. We have – so in that case, I'm not going to ask – I'm not going to do a psychological profile. That, that, is, that is the first question I've ever had on, on Go Nuts for Donuts. In but there are four donuts there in that pink box. Which yeah. one do you think your daughter would uh, go for there? Well, she she is not a pink person. So no, I know so that. no pink and glaze. Chocolate, chocolate, chocolate. That okay, the, the chocolate cake. You got it. All right. Um, <laughs> good to know. <laughs> Lauren. Todd. Now is the time on Judd's Napa Valley show for everyone's favorite party game. <laughs> this is Mad Lib. That's right. We are now going to play our Mad Lib style fill in the blank word game with special guest. What do we call you? Zap. Zap downtown, groovy dude, Todd Zapolsky. Are you ready? You know how this goes. You, I've, you, I've played it before. I'm uh, not, you know, it's been a while. Let me but, get my uh, pen ready. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, here we go. The first thing I'm going to need from you is a noun. A noun. Yeah. Uh, how about uh, commode? <laughs> commode. You know, I had a lot of coffee this morning. I okay, think it's in my mind. By the yeah. way, it's, it's right there, <laughs> second door, uh, second yeah. hallway, first door. On, okay. A geographic location. This could be anywhere you could possibly imagine. Hmm. Uh, it has to be, I mean, anywhere in the world? Or? It, could be, it, it could be fictional, non-fictional, whatever you want. Just a place. Uh, this is considered fictional. Uh, no. Uh, how about Trump's bedroom in the White House? <laughs> Trump's bedroom. Okay. I like it. How about a year? Uh, going back or any year? All right. How about a historic year, eighteen sixty-five? And what does that year mean to you? Well, Civil War. Civil War. Yeah. Okay. So it was you know not a campaign year, but no, yeah, Lincoln was he? That was he, he was had, president. Yeah, he was president then, but and then died I mean, was in that year, right? Yeah. April, I believe, at yeah. uh, at Ford's Theater. Yes, yes. and DC. Yeah. Do you have any Lincoln memorabilia? I do. You I do. do. Yeah. Wow. Okay, we'll get into that yeah. later. All right, um, a plural noun. Plural noun. Yeah. Uh, how about gypsies? Gypsies. Okay. Got gypsies. How about another plural noun? You're pushing me here. Yes. Early morning here. No, no. That's push, push, uh, push on this show. How about uh, something like cabaret dancers? Cabaret dancers. That's right. I told you this was going to be hardball. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Another plural noun. You make me think too much. Yes. Uh, well, we've been talking about. How about politicians? Politicians. A couple more. An adjective. Uh, well, uh, not related to those guys, but we'll say sloppy. Sloppy. You don't think there's any sloppy politicians? <laughs> uh, and finally, another adjective. <clears throat> hmm. Uh oh. Playing off politics. Stupid. Stupid. <laughs> All right. Here we go. No, I didn't mean that about politics. No, of course not. No, no, no. You're just, you're just <laughs> we're riffing here. We're riffing. They're smart ones and less Okay, smart. Todd Zapolsky, Zap, Mr. Downtown. Earlier today, I was looking around the internet and I found an article from North Bay Biz from a few years ago, 2013. So, <laughs> And this is about you and what you're doing in downtown Napa. And you've just rewritten part of it via this Mad Libs no. game. Are you ready to hear this? No. I'm, can I leave now? Okay. <laughs> yeah. Lauren, escort him out. Yeah, I'll right. finish reading this to everybody. Okay, here we grab go. my donut and go. <laughs> That's it. Okay, here we go. <clears throat> a couple of years ago, a visitor wandering into the Napa Town Center, now known as First Street Napa, by the way, mm -hmm. but this is 2013, okay, looked around in bewilderment and asked Todd Zapolsky, what's going on here? Why is this this way? The visitor's facial expression, remembers Zapolsky, 
a uh, a commode developer from Trump's bedroom. <laughs> you know, we, did, fit, we didn't get into that part of your background, the commode developer. Anyway. Okay, so you are a commode developer from Trump's bedroom in the White House who had been working on projects in the Bay Area since 1865, <laughs> suggested that of uh, uh, okay, this is oddly so written. Take your time, John. No, we're talking about the facial expression. Suggested that of someone caught in a time warp who found himself in maybe an outskirt of Lincoln, Nebraska, instead of iconic Napa Valley, the national treasure and destination for world famous gypsies, cabaret dancers, and politicians. <laughs> All right. Todd gave a, actually a funny expression right there. Okay. <laughs> this is radio. We need to hear something. Okay. Yeah. At the time, Zapolsky had no answer. Now he's putting in the effort. And if all goes as planned, First Street Napa will be a sloppy part of the stupid renaissance that's transforming the city of Napa. Oh, jeez. <laughs> and that you can take to the bank, Todd Zapolsky. All right. <laughs> We'll hopefully improve on some of that. Okay, let's get away from that. Any uh, s- uh, basketball predictions on the year before we sign off? Well, you know, the, the two teams that uh, our family certainly is connected and feels supportive of, the, the Warriors, we all know the Warriors. I mean, uh, you know, been an interesting year. Uh, mm-hmm. They've had a few injuries and people out, but uh, we, we expect to see them in the, in the end. All right. Uh, my Duke guys um, start off. They've, they've got a very impressive team. Uh, Marvin Bagley third, who's a freshman. Uh, is probably the best freshman I've seen ever play at Duke, and I've watched wow. all the years. He now is. That's saying something. I know how closely you've yeah, watched. Yeah, I mean, Kyrie Irving was, I thought, the best, and, and we've had Grant Hill and Christian Leitner and many, many others. But this guy, day one, uh, and he's young. He came early, so it's very impressive. He's he's uh, watch watch that player and watch that name. He'll be he'll be a, a factor in in the future of basketball. Okay, so uh, so I'm hopeful <clears throat> this team can. But they had a little slip-up against uh, NC State last weekend, so oh. you never know. Never know. Oh, that's got to hurt. You still keep your tickets? You traveling back and forth I, to I, see games? Having an office there, and we still have a presence, I have the benefit of being able to <laughs> try to get there for some games. So That's great. Uh, so it's, it's, it's a great treat to be able to, to watch college basketball. All right. The Big Zap, Todd Zapolsky, thank you so much for joining us today. I'm looking forward to great things coming in downtown. And Gentlemen, thank you. More good times here in Napa. Thanks so much. All right. This is Lord Bull speaking for Judd's Napa Valley Show, a Gillamar production. Judd's Napa Valley Show.